Nancy Pelosi's vote is underway. The wall is now supposed to cost $5 billion. Trump has hated even more in America. And memes are fun. It's the Jay Doherty Podcast, episode number 48. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. Hello, everyone. It is the Jay Doherty Podcast. The Jay Doherty, I always mess up on that. It's the Jay Doherty Podcast, episode number uh, 48. That's Thursday, November 29, 2018. And we're broadcasting live right now at 8.02 and 52 seconds. So, uh, as I've pointed out uh, in the past, in the beginning of these episodes, I always uh, kind of talk about something that's a little bit light, but still is relevant to existence, Um, and today that point has to do with Trump and memes, something that are um, mostly not really closely associated with each other, especially due to the fact that he's the President of the United States, Um, but there is a Twitter account that is called uh, the Trump train, and the Trump train, uh, basically posts, um, kind of funny things about Trump and his presidency that, um, kind of are, like, related to memes, he's, they've done some stuff with, um, just text stuff, and, um, you know, I always thought, I, I would kind of see you occasionally the Trump Train YouTube uh, account kind of pop up, uh, or, sorry, Twitter account pop up, and I, um, you know, it was funny, but I was like, yeah, you know, Trump's never gonna pay attention to that. But he did, yesterday, I believe, is when he tweeted, he retweeted a meme about the Russia collusion and the Russian investigation from the Trump Train out to his 50 million vol- uh, followers, or maybe 60 million, I don't even know exactly what it is right now, but, um, they, basically, they just do, um, satire, and, um, they also do, um, kind of news, I mean, for example, that's, it is very, very far right, uh, let's just say here, and, you know, they've had a huge gross, a uh, huge, um, spike in followers, uh, ever since Trump, uh, tweeted out, retweeted their meme, um, uh, let's take a look here. One of their tweets eight hours ago says, Barack Obama does not represent America. He represents corruption, fraud, and broken promises. That is all. Uh, end of quote. You know, of course, there's no context, evidence, or anything to support that claim, but, you know, people just say whatever they want due to the fact that we live in the United States of America. Now, let's talk about this meme. So, he retweeted um, the Trump Trains meme, which features um, a bunch of people behind prison bars, all of which who have had some major role in governing or making decisions for this country. So he has in this picture, you know, the top text of the meme, not the bottom text, but the top text says, Now that Russia collusion is a proven lie, when do the trials for treason begin? Question mark. And, you know, it's in that impact font that all the memes are in. And then the, and I'll, I'll have this on my website, I'll have the tweet embedded on there. But um, it fe- the, the people in the prison bar, which in which it's kind of photoshopped to look like they are behind the prison, it has um, uh, Robert Mueller, special counsel, they have uh, Barack Obama, they have Rod Rosenstein, who uh, a lot of far right people think that he should fire, he's the attorney, or deputy attorney general, um, 
So th- those are just some notable figures. Um, but then, you know, I mean, sure, I could understand, at least arguably, that this is kind of a joke, that it's not anything too big, and that no one has anything to worry about, at least within this tweet. And Trump could even defend himself, saying that, you know, it's just a joke, um, you know, or whatever. You know, he always comes up with some clever way to kind of defend himself and then get his way out of it. But let's take a look at a tweet that he said moments later that he retweeted again from the Trump train. This is what, exactly what he retweeted, and it came from this Trump train uh, with 70,000 uh, likes. It said, and I'm quoting this now, literally, illegals can get up to $3,874 a month under federal assistance program. Our social security checks on average of 1200 a month. Retweet if you agree. If you weren't born in the United States, you should receive a $0 assistance. And all of which he, the Trump train just said, and um, is first of all, it's not true, but then Trump retweeted it, so he's kind of publicizing fake news in the benefit of his existence. So, um, the $3,874 figure, let's analyze this a little bit, because this $3,874 figure has been kind of just, um, it started from a trend on Facebook, and then people kind of said, oh, okay, this seems like a good random number to put out, so why don't we just, uh, you know, put this out? But anyway, the the reason that it's passed around is because, um, there's documentation of, um, people who just became residents, legal residents, in this country, and that was the number that it was paid, and it was not to an undocumented immigrant, and um, it was actually, I believe it was a third-party resettlement program that a legal documented immigrant went through, and it was not just that one refugee, it could have been made out to that refugee, but it was actually a family of five refugees, and it was not in the United States, it was in Canada, so... I mean, just fact-checking this tweet, it's fundamentally wrong in more than three ways. Um, So, yeah, that's the first part. But second of all, this is literally, they're citing garbage, fake news here. I'm not even, I mean, I know Trump, you know, frequently says, you know, fake news just because he doesn't agree with this, but this is, like, actually wrong from the Trump train. Um, The immigrants that are in the country illegal are not eligible whatsoever for pretty much all government be- uh, benefit programs by law. And that's a widespread fact that is basically very well known. Um, you know, you can't, if you're undocumented, you cannot receive food stamps. You can't, um, you can't live in public housing. You can't open a bank account. You can't uh, enroll in uh, Medicaid. You can't even... Um, receive cash uh, assistance, most of the time you can't even open a bank account if you don't have, uh, you know, the certain um, requirements for that, Uh, so, you know, that's very important and something that a lot of people don't look at, Um, so, you know, illegal immigrants, what most of the times happen, this is the whole uh, concept of the underground economy, is they'll make, you know, $100 worth, this is just a number I'm throwing out, $100 worth of work, and then, um, you know, they'll have to pay, they, they won't have to necessarily, because they're undocumented and no one knows that, you know, they're in the country, per se, um, they will um, not have a bank account, and they won't subsequently have to pay taxes, but what they will do, and again, this is wrong in many ways, but they will 
you know, immigrants will go to a, che- you know, a cash-checked agency, they will, uh, g- you know, the cash a- the cash-checked agency or whatever, where they convert your check that you get, that you cannot, that the immigrant cannot deposit into a bank account because they don't have a bank account, they go to this cash-check agency, the cash-checking agency takes $12, or some sometimes more, there's probably a certain percentage depending on how much you're checking, they take $12, so you're really getting paid $88 in that case for $100 worth of work. And that's wrong in many ways because, first of all, you know, if you want to make, um, you know, the benefits of, uh, you know, living in America, you should be here legally, and I, I agree with that completely. What I don't agree with is the um, super harsh stance on immigration, overly harsh, um, and that, you know, I mean, I, I agree that we should have tough borders, tough systems, but a lot of the stuff that I, uh, see Trump proposing is kind of anti-immigrant, um, in, specifically within Mexico, Mexico, um, and, you know, I don't know, that, that is just perhaps a stance and an opinion, um, but, you know, it's fun to fact-check things. I think it's very fun to do that because, especially in that instance where Trump did write him write it himself, he just uh, basically said it, and uh, you know that was kind of uh, wrong. Uh, but let's let's take a look at some other things uh, uh, that Trump basically has talked about. Um, you know saying, like, in the past that he hasn't followed through on promises and other things. Let's talk about some of that. So, obviously, this wall thing, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, you know, basically, the majority of the people who, uh, you know, supported him were like, hey, yeah, we need a tougher law, or a tougher immigration system, let's build a wall. The administration has not started building the wall, even though that's what he campaigned on, so he did not follow on that. Um, they, Trump said in the beginning that he would do some, um, uh, sanctuary policy research and kind of end some stuff having to do with sanctuary cities and, you know, kind of disconnect from the federal, federal and state government. Um, but he said, um, you know, they basically found no, uh, nothing about the sanctuary city, uh, you know, no, nothing conclusive from the research, so that was kind of interesting, and there's there's tons of other stuff we haven't linked on the website where he kind of talks about that, but basically in this instance where he's talking about um, uh, immigration and things, and this was this tweet that he retweeted, or the, the, the original tweet was tweeted at uh, about 8 o'clock uh, um, on uh, November 27th, 2018, so two days ago, uh, and then it was retweeted by Trump, so certainly a big, uh, uh, basically fundamentally incorrect tweet that was retweeted by Trump, which is relatively concerning, but uh, yeah, that is, I suppose, news. So that's the opener for today's show. Let's get on to the real news, the big stuff for today. Um, obviously, right now, the big news is Nancy Pelosi, um, who is now, you know, uh, kind of um, campaigning and, or, well, not campa- campaigning, but receiving votes and other things uh, for her re-election in uh, the United States uh, to be the House Minority Leader, of course, and uh, other things like that. So, without further ado, let's get right to that uh, story. So, 
First of all, I want to uh, take a look at what is happening with Nancy Pelosi. So the Democrats, of course, are voting right now to nominate Nancy Pelosi for the House speakers, uh, House Speaker. Excuse me. So. All you have to do uh, to be elected as House Speaker, you have to get re- uh, support from all the uh, from a majority of all the members who are present and voting within the House, and that, as a threshold, if you look at it, could be as high as two hundred eighteen votes. So um, there are a lot of people um, that, especially within the Dem- well, not a lot, but a, a small number of people uh, that are very vocal and very loud. They're trying to kind of derail uh, Nancy Pelosi as a future speaker in the House, perhaps for their own political gain. Um, but uh, I mean, or just fundamental disagreements. But I mean, if we look at this historically, um, in 2016, Nancy Pelosi lost 63 votes in the House Democratic Caucus when she ran for uh, Democratic leader against, um, uh, I believe it was Tim Ryan, and uh, yeah, let me let me make sure that's true here. Uh, yes, Tim Ryan. She ran against that. She lost 63 votes, uh, and um, basically, but she made a lot of progress. Actually, uh, she she gained 59 votes because only. Only four people voted against her on the floor in 2017, and uh, relative comparison to the 63 votes that she lost previously, so she gained 59 and only had four vote against her in the previous year. Uh, so I actually believe that she will um, continue uh, to be the House Speaker. I think she will be reelected. That is my prediction, but I could be totally wrong. I've been wrong on stuff, of course, before. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing really more to the story than that, uh, so that, that's basically all there is on that story, uh, for the moment, um, but, you know, it's really going to be a question of what is going to happen and what is going to kind of proceed in the decisions that she makes as a House Speaker and as a person, uh, you know, within the House. So let's talk about this wall here. I can't, I'm looking in my notes to talk about this $5 billion supposedly uh, wall here because I know there were, excuse me, there were a lot of uh, presidents, uh, or excuse me, a lot of senators commenting uh, in front of the White House, about, or just people, uh, to commenting in front of the White House, uh, talking about uh, the border wall and um, basically just kind of convincing, I guess, the people or the press and then the people about the reiteration of the demand for five billion dollars uh, wall funding. Uh, wall funding, or you could face basically what is effectively a government shutdown. We'll analyze all of this, but basically, uh, I don't know if you heard the name before, but a guy named uh, uh, Steve Scalise. Uh, he was um, he's a Republican. He represents um, Louisiana. And, uh, he said that Trump needs to keep his $5 billion, uh, border wall promise, and this was in front of the White House, uh, just yesterday when he was talking about, uh, some, basically, uh, some changes to the wall and its future potential existence. I'm glad that President Trump is following through on his commitment to keep this country safe. He needs $5 billion to make sure he can follow through on that promise, and we need to be there for him and see that this gets Is done. Is there support hey, $5 billion in Congress? Well, obviously, there are negotiations that are going on between House and Senate, Republicans and Democrats, and 
you know, we've moved various bills over the, uh, over the last year, but at the same time, uh, there are negotiations and final steps that hopefully will get resolved. There's a way to get this resolved and get the president the $5 billion. It's not as much that he wants that, that the country needs to make sure that we can secure our border. And again, regardless of how you feel about immigration policy, you should at least agree that we have, a, we have laws and we're a nation of laws, and we ought to be able to keep our country safe and make sure that the people that are waiting in line to come into America the legal way are respected as well in this process. Congress, you, mentioned the five, five, you mentioned the $5 billion that the president wants for border security. There's a deadline coming up, as you know, next Friday. If the president does not get that money, he's made very clear he's willing to shut down the government. Do you agree with him that that's a good idea? What the president has said is that he's laid out that $5 billion is what it's going to take in this next year to keep America safe. And as the Commander-in-Chief, it is the President of the United States, who was duly elected in large part because he said he wants to make sure that he keeps America safe, I think that he deserves to have that ability to follow through on that commitment. So you would support a shutdown? Well, it's not about whether or not there's a shutdown that's supported. It's whether or not we can get agreement to properly keep America safe. And so we're going to have these negotiations, and there's a deadline. November 30th is the deadline. Uh, Democrats know that deadline as well, and so they've got some decisions that they have to make. Are they going to shut down the government because they don't want to keep America safe? I think that's a question a lot of Democrats are going to be answering very soon. We'll all be watching. All right, so that is basically what happened. I apologize there. Uh, I just received, as that was going on, uh, as we're broadcasting live, it's 8.19 a.m. right now. We have some breaking news. Uh, Michael Cohen is expected to plead guilty to some mi to misleading Congress about the Russia probe. Uh, that is supposed to be happening right now. We'll monitor that situation. I don't know if the episode will actually go on to cover that, uh, but we will definitely cover it tomorrow if the episode runs on longer. But I'm seeing right now that, uh, of course, Trump's uh, former attorney, Michael Michael Cohen is expected to plead guilty to lying to Congress about the Russia probe. So that is going on right now. And that is what is happening. In the beginning of the episode, you might have heard me say that Trump is hated even more in America. That's that 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 is uh, as of a recent uh, Gallup poll that was recently uh, released. And now get ready for this. 60% of Americans disapprove of the job that Trump is doing, according to a November 25th Gallup poll. We'll have it linked on our website. Um, so let's take a look at this. So they, uh, they have actually a decent website where they have this graph embedded of how many people approve and disapprove of Trump's job as president, where you can see um, in the month that he was president uh, and, you know, everything like that. I mean, it was 60% in the first month. It remained the same f through the first uh, six months, and it actually remained the same through the year. Same in the two years, and uh, for in, ter in terms of disapproval, and um, I mean, it's certainly had increases and decreases, but basically it stayed between 50 and 60 for the whole uh, existence of his presidency. But right now, 60% of Americans um, believe or think that Trump is doing a decent job. 38%. Uh, I'm sorry, 38% of him, uh, people think that he is doing a decent job. 60% of him think that he is not doing a good job, and the other 2%, I suppose, are neutral uh, in, in the decision of... Um in the decision, you know, in 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 their decision about uh, whether how good or bad he's doing. Now that was released uh, that six in ten Americans disapprove of Donald Trump uh, and what he was doing. But let's take a look at 
the kind of history of this and the 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 demographics that are pulled in this analyst in these in this analysis. So um, basically, what happened and basically what we can kind of poll is that the people between the ages of eighteen and twenty nine who went from the thirty five percent approval rating to twenty eight percent. Um, which was, of course, created uh, the the disapproval rating increased between uh, increased seven t- uh, percentage points since last week. Now, the Gallup polls, which were conducted, uh, they're conducted actually each week, and you can learn more about exactly what Gallup does on their website. They reflect more of a fluctuation in the Trump's uh, Trump's approval rate, which has uh, moved often between thirty five and forty five percent since he became the president of the United States. Now, let's take a look even farther back on the timeline when. Barack Obama was inaugurated uh, in the president of the uh, of the United States. He had a 45% approval rate rating, which uh, remained around the average in the eight years that he served. But then Obama's approval rating uh, never went below 40%. Uh, but right now, Trump, of course, at 38% in the main demographic of everyone who lives in the United States, and 28% in the demographics of people between 18 and 29. George W. Bush hit his low, though, if we go even back during the time of the uh, uh, Hurricane Katrina, where um, uh, only 31% of Americans thought that uh, George W. Bush was doing a good job governing the country uh, right after Hurricane Katrina happened and everything uh, like that. Uh, and, and basically, kind of, kind of some subsequent other uh, deals and things like that um, at the time when uh, Trump, when, uh, when Bush was in office and things like that, some decisions people were not very happy with. Um, but some people um, had, uh, I believe, as I'm uh, looking at my notes, the highest uh, was the disapproval rating was 65% which is only five points higher than Trump is, and that was the highest in history right there. 65% of Americans in the modern day disapproved of a president before. That is only five points higher than Donald Trump. So all you have to do is get six, uh, or <clears throat> 6% more people to hate you, and you are the most hated person to ever be president of the United States of America. There are only 45 of them, and you will be the 45th most hated person in you know, knowledge of you know modern poll taking and everything. So <clears throat> that That is basically what's happening um, in terms of news and other things uh, within the country. Let's see how we are here on the broadcast and the recording. Looks like we are uh, at about 22 minutes, and I think that is a perfect time to get a check on the stock market. A lot of uh, progress in the stock market. We'll get some analysis on that on the Saturday show. We have a guest book who's booked who's going to analyze the stock market. The stock market's about to open in 36 or 30 or I'm sorry, 25 minutes here uh, as it is 8:25 on the dot as we take a look at how the market's closed yesterday and how they're about to open today. Uh, the Dow was up 2.5% at 25,366 and 43 up 617.7 points. NASDAQ is up uh, 2.95% at 7,291.59, and that is up 208.89 points. The S&P 500 at 2, uh, 2.30% at 2,743.79, up 61.62. Um, yesterday, when uh, the federal chairman of the Reserve uh, said some comments about um, uh, 
that the rates, um, the, 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 the stock market and in the interest rates might uh, slow and kind of change in their position and sent the stock market soaring in relative to what has been going in the past. Uh, as we've analyzed, it's been going down, very, very far down recently, um, and everything was uh, up on the board after, immediately after federal, uh, the Federal General Reserve, um, Mr. Powell made those comments, uh, but um, but now it is kind of coming back to its normal ness as it relates to existence. Um, Apple right now is at one hundred eighty one dollars and point oh three percent. Let's take a look. Google is at one thousand ninety one and ninety nine up point oh two percent from yesterday. Uh, Japan is up point thirty nine percent. London up point seventy four percent at seven thousand fifty five point ninety eight up fifty one point fifty two. And the London markets are open right now, so I just had a statistic change. It's actually at point seven four percent. Japan's at twenty two thousand two hundred sixty two point six up eighty five. 5.91 Germany the DAX market is at 11,336.65 up 37.77 and the Hong Kong Hang Seng market is down 0.87% at 26,451.03 down 229.52 points um let's take a look at some key stats here. The 10-year yield at 3.03%, down 0.59% today. Oil's right now at 51.06, up uh, 1.53. That exchange is open right now as I'm talking. The yen is at 113.28, down 0.27. The euro is now priced at $1.14, up 0.14 from yesterday. Gold is at uh, $1,225.10, up 0.12% uh, from the day before. Uh, in utilities, the sector performance has gone up that's the top of today's list, and some commodities that are uh, doing kind of bad today, but uh, decent. Uh, oil is at fifty-one dollars and forty-five. Yeah, that's what it's priced at right now at the, at the moment, uh, up two point three one percent. The gas is at four dollars and fifty-eight, down two point six four percent. Gold at twelve twenty-six uh, right now, just a slight change in that, up point two percent. Silver is at fourteen dollars and twenty-seven cents, down point three eight percent. Corn at three hundred seventy-two dollars and fifty cents, down. 0.2%. In the short time that Mr. Powell made these comments, the Dow has increased by 2.62% um, uh, in relative to when it started in the beginning of the year, if we average that out. The NASDAQ is up 5.62%, uh, and the S&P 500 was up 2.62% relative to where it started. But there were days in August and in months before over the summer where the stock market was doing super Super well, and again, we'll have some analysis on that uh, from an expert on Sunday. We'll talk about uh, that and some other kind of analysis that will happen uh, that'll go along with that. Um, so I, de I definitely look forward to that. But in terms of news, um, unless we have an update, which it doesn't look like we're getting one right now, uh, we're gonna we might be able to see um, uh, the federal courthouse in New York. Uh, where Michael Cohen might uh, come out and plead guilty about um, lying to uh, Congress. We'll see what happens there. That is expected to happen probably in about 31 minutes here, but uh, it's kind of hard to tell at the moment uh, exactly what's happening, but we will definitely have to see. And, uh, yeah, that looks exactly, I mean, it looks like it's going to happen any moment now. Uh, follow me on Twitter if you want to get the uh, latest updates on the news, because that is where... I will be um, talking about uh, 
this new development. Sorry, I'm reading stuff and I'm kind of talking slowly, but um, I will. If you follow me on Twitter at jddjr777, I'll have tons of updates, constant updates about what uh, Mr. Michael Cohen is expected to plead guilty to misleading Congress about the Russia probe. Um, so yeah, that's definitely an interesting development that we'll have to keep our eyes on as um you know, a life goes on. Um, if you also want some periodic updates about every week or so, sign up for the newsletter. Um, there's almost, uh, a little bit over a thousand people. Um, yeah, just a little bit over a thousand people right now on that newsletter that listen to the podcast or have had products in the past that I've done. So certainly sign up for that. Um, there's a lot of people and things that will, uh, happen. Hey, <laughs> there will be things that will help. Sorry about that. There'll be things that'll happen if you sign up for the podcast for the newsletter. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter. It is certainly a good way to get your news, and it's super quick, super easy. And there's about a couple stories, a couple big topics that will be covered uh, on that newsletter. And you can join a big community of people uh, on the newsletter. And yeah, uh, so that's it for this episode. We're closing up right now. Let's see how we're doing here on the timestamp. We're closing right now at the 28-32nd mark. I always try to keep the episodes just under 30 minutes, so I think I've uh, achieved that today. It's the Jade Wardy Podcast, episode number 49, Thursday, November 29 at 831. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.